are listening to The Weekly Wrap-Up with your hosts, Marcella Bood and Will Thompson. Hey guys, and welcome to the Clean Sheets Weekly Wrap-Up, where we give you all the news, reviews, scores and table standings from football in New South Wales, from the NPL1 all the way down to the State League. I'm your host, Marcella Bood, and with me is Will Thompson. Hey guys, how are we going? Yeah, good, good. Uh, uh, I guess we had another bit of a brief hiatus again. I guess our scheduling doesn't really match up as well in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, you could almost say this is a bi-weekly wrap-up. Um, but hey, that's uh, that's life, and unfortunately, you just got to do what you can sometimes. Yeah, so apologies again to our listeners. Just, uh, you know... You know, we do have things outside uh, this podcast, you know, that kind of uh, take our lives, even though football is life. You know, there are other things that kind of um, get in the way. Yeah, unfortunately, football doesn't quite pay the bills. Yeah, unfortunately. one Maybe one day, but as of yet, we've got to do other means. So, in saying that, Will, do you have any news for us? Um, not a lot of news. Obviously, the big story is uh, Wollongong Wolves winning the uh, premiership in the NPL 1 there. Absolutely outstanding season for the club. They've t- gone from something like eleventh uh, to first within one year under Wilkshire. Um, so absolutely crazy. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in the sheds last week at Rockdale when uh, when the Premiership was wrapped up. So that was really something special. Um, There's a bit of drama there that I'm sure everyone saw on Facebook as well. I'm not going to discuss that, but um, yeah, if you haven't go check our Facebook page from the other week. But uh, they, if we look at the Wolves, 51 points, 52 goals for, 17 against. That's a defensive record, at least in the MPL era. Um, their goal scored for is uh, second only to Sydney United in 2016. Thomas James, Golden Boot, 22 goals. Uh, only behind Jordan Murray's 23 goal total from the other year when he was uh, at Apia. And... Um, and Passfield as well, he had nine clean sheets with the club, getting ten clean sheets in total. So uh don't think that football New South Wales hands this award out, but uh, Golden Gloves goes to him. I've already been through and confirmed that. All right, good. That's been a fantastic season for uh, the Wolves under Luke Wilkshire. Uh, so what is happening around Parramatta FC this season? Really hard to tell. I'm sure many of you are aware Parramatta will be relegated at season's end. I don't see any um, administrative, I guess, uh, fixes helping them. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if it's something within the club, the players, coach, administration, but uh, something definitely has to be fixed there. I mean, I guess one positive for them, next year they can't slip any lower. Yeah, so the only way from here is up, I guess. And anything else happening within the two weeks that we've been gone? Uh, we also had, obviously, Central Coast United confirm their promotion to MPL 3 for next season, so that also saves them from um, potentially being kicked out of the system. The women's finals kicked off. Uh, Illawarra Singrays, who came fifth, played Blacktown Spartans, who came fourth, and won a... Nine-goal thriller, 5-4. So a pretty big um, a pretty big game there for for the ladies. And in the qualifying final, uh, Northern Tigers, who came third, beat Sydney Olympic 1-0. So um, uh, Sydney Uni will be playing the Tigers, and Olympic will play the Stingrays in the uh, semi-final and the elimination final there. Excellent. So, guys, if you're around in the area for those games, uh, probably head down. You know, we don't only just talk about uh, supporting men in this game. We support support uh, women in women's football in New South Wales. So, if you're around in the area, why don't you give it a shot? Yeah, definitely some uh, some big finals games there for the women. Get around it and support them. Speaking of finals, um, seems uh, we've had a draw for the NPL New South Wales teams in the FFA Cup. Uh, yes, um, bit of a crazy draw this. So only three weeks is uh, is how long the finals are going to go for because Football New South Wales really wanted the final to be at Bankwest Stadium 
and the only way for that to happen would be to play it on the 31st because it's booked out the next weekend. I'm pretty sure for like the Rugby League Nines tournament or something like that. So yeah, some, some odd sport like that. <laughs> yeah, th- their version of making it more fun and exciting. But anyway, um, yeah, so they've had to kind of shoehorn it in a little bit. And it's really interesting because with Marconi qualifying in fifth for the finals, it really threw a spanner into their works. So week one of the finals will be played this Saturday. Uh, Sydney United will host Marconi Stallions at four o'clock at Sydney United Sports Centre and Arpia Leica will host Blacktown City at seven o'clock at Lambert Park. Um, both games will be streamed live through the Football New South Wales or the NPL New South Wales channels, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and then it sort of breaks off into two scenarios from there. And so should Sydney United win, and it seems that... Um, based on what we've seen, this is the preferred scenario. Wollongong Wolves will host the winner of Arpia and Blacktown on the 21st at 7.30 at Wynn Stadium. The loser of Arpia and Blacktown would then face Sydney United on Wednesday as well um, at the at the, the winner's home ground. Okay. And then move into week three, Saturday the 24th, the two finalists play off there with the grand final being on the 21st. Now, the interesting thing is, firstly with that scenario, uh, we know that well, maybe not, maybe I haven't been paying attention, but um, Sydney United will be playing on the 28th against Western Sydney Wanderers in the FFA Cup. No, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone knows about that game at all. I think there's been enough uh, you know, banter and promotion on Facebook for that game. Especially if you're Croatian, you'd have no idea this game's going on. Yeah, never. No, no one would know. If... Um, so there's going to be a scenario where uh, Sydney United could have the potential to play three games within inside a week leading up to the, uh, leading up to the final there. And now the other scenario, if Marconi beats um, City United this weekend, uh, Wolves versus the winner of RPO Blacktown will go ahead as standard. But then the game, the loser of that will play Marconi on Saturday, the 24th of August. The preliminary final, um, the loser of the game in the Wolves versus the winner of the game with the Stallions will then be played on Wednesday, the 28th of August, with a grand final still on the 31st. So if... Marconi or Sydney United reaches that preliminary final and then the grand final, they're going to be playing um, three games within a week. But then they've also got their FFA Cup games to play as well. So this draw is heavily favoured towards the top three sides, all because of the choice to play at Bankwest. Yeah. So as we've seen in the past uh, couple of days on Facebook, on the various uh, football pages, Fans are visibly um, angry and upset, and with with reason. You know, their teams having to play three games in space of a week, even playing up five games in two weeks. So, you know, you can understand the frustrations of the uh, Sydney United and the Marconi fans. You know, it seems that it tips favour for the top three. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, some people might chalk it up to a bit of whinging. Um, others will see the legitimate side of it, but. It, it seems there's been a bit of oversight from Football New South Wales um, and, and maybe even the FFA as well in scheduling of the two competitions. Um, obviously having to shoehorn four weeks of finals into three weeks uh, and then also had the decision to play Marconi on the 21st, which look, FFA already knew that Football New South Wales had this picked as a date for the finals. Um one potential solution would have been to play Marconi on the 27th and then Sydney United on the 28th. That would have kept the 21st free, so you'd still be playing potentially um, three games within a week, but you wouldn't have this rough scheduling that could also throw, you know, one of the uh, Arpia or Blacktown teams, or, or even um, or, or even Wolves, into having to play three games in a week as well. Yeah, just like you said, the scheduling has been really rough, and you know, you know, I think this is where we find out where teams are made of and the mantle of players. So hopefully, you know, for the fans, some there's some quality in these games, especially, you know, there's going to be a lot of tired legs, a lot of tired minds, a lot of tired souls playing on across these couple of days. So who knows what's going to happen? Football is a very funny game. Indeed. Okay. So with that, we'll move on to the results of the past round that uh, just passed this weekend. So it's the final round, the penultimate round of the MPL Men's 1, which were round 22. And results are the Sydney, so Hakawa Sydney City East with their final game in the Men's MPL 1 after suffering relegation. 
drew 1-0 with Blacktown City at home at Hensley Athletic Field. Rockdale City Suns uh, lost at home 5-2 to the Sutherland Sharks at the Eleven Sports Centre. Sydney FC falling 3-1 to Sydney Olympic at Lambert Park. Mountain Druid Town Rangers, the promoted side in the NPL, won the season, end off the season. Not necessarily making finals, but on a high beating up your Leichhardt Tigers 2-1 at Poppendenta Park. Sydney United defeating Manly United 3-1 at the Sydney United Sports Centre. And finally, Wollongong Wolves defeating Marconi Stallions 1-0 at Wynn Stadium. Now, Will, early you mentioned um, the Wolves winning the premiership for the 2019 season. So if you were to summarise the Wolves season and say two or three words, how would you how would you put it? Thomas Bloody James. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think that, that says enough. Like He's been absolutely outstanding for them. Um, and it's really interesting. If you watch teams play against Wollongong, their, um, I guess, solution to him is just to hack him down. And Yeah, so he, he's a very skilled player. Like, just watching him, he did a backheel double nutmeg. Like, who does that? <laughs> You know, it's it was absolutely crazy on the weekend. Um, but I think the only team in recent weeks that's really actually defended against him and shut him down properly has been Blacktown City. So we'll see if maybe some teams have learned from that, or indeed if Wolves play Blacktown in the finals, um, if uh, if you know Blacktown's going to apply the same tactics, if Wolves will figure that out and play some other way. Um, so if Wolves make it to the final and they lose. Right, would that be considered an upset? Uh, look, I, I think, like on, yeah. on the form that Wollongong have played this season, would it be considered an upset? I, I think so. They've only lost three games, and the only team that they have failed to beat was Sydney United. They had a two-all draw away, and then they lost. Uh, I think it was two to Blacktown. Well, no, no, to, to Sydney United, they lost two-one at home. To Sydney oh, two-one at home, yep. Yeah, so their, their losses were to Blacktown, Rockdale, and Sydney United throughout the season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be an upset if uh, if any team did beat Wollongong Wolves at this stage. Fair enough. And I think just on the Thomas James note, it proves, it indeed proves that Englishmen can actually play outside of England. <laughs> indeed they can. Yeah, you don't you don't find a lot of Englishmen travelling overseas and making it good. I mean, here we have Thomas James plucked from the NPL Capital Football Leagues and, you know, making his name into um, the Ecleons of New South Wales football. In in saying that, there there may be a reason. Um, Apparently, he's close to getting his Australian citizenship. So, uh, you know. Oh, very good. Yeah. See, now, it's players like this who shine in the NPL. And me and you have been harping on this for weeks now. Surely, you know, even even, even though he might not have his citizenship just yet, Surely an A-League club will take a gamble on him. You know, he's a foreign uh, visa, considered a visa player, but he's proven, you know. He's talented. He bags in the goals. You know, surely you would, a a team like Central Coast, a team like, I don't know, even Wellington Phoenix could take up a position like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, Central Coast, Jets, Phoenix. um, Even the Wanderers are after a striker. Yeah, like, why not? There's still a visa spot left, like... He's, he's a proven goal scorer. You don't just score 22 goals in a season without being good. Um, so I think if you sign him now with uh, with being a visa player, you'd have to play him as a starter. But once he gets a citizenship, um, he'd make a really good bench player, at least to start exactly. off with. Yeah, no, very good. No, no. He's done very well for him this season. And from all of us here at the Clean Sheet, we congratulate Wollongong Wolves for taking out the 2019 MPL Men's 1 Premiership. Indeed, well done to uh, to to Luke Wilkshire and his men once again. And with that, we'll move on to the ladder. So the final by the final round, this is how it stands in the MPL men's one. Wollongong Wolves first place with 51 points. Apia Leichhardt in second on 42. Uh, Blacktown City on third with 38 points, followed by Sydney United in fourth with 33. And wrapping up the final positions, we have Marconi Stallions on. Five, uh, on, in fifth place on 32 points. Now, very, very unfortunate for Sydney Olympic, who also finished on 32 points in sixth place, but have a better, have a worse uh, goal difference um, than so far and against for um, uh, against Marconi Stallions. 
In seventh spot, we have Mount Druitown Rangers on 30 points. Sutherland Sharks, eighth on 28. Manly United in ninth on 26. Tied with Bockdale City Suns, also in 26 on in 10th position. Sydney FC, 11th spot with 21 points. And everyone's favourite relegated team in the MPL 1. <laughs> Hakawa Sydney City East on on 11 points in 12th position. Now, before we move on to the MPL 2, who has been your most uh, surprising team and your most disappointing team for this season? Look, I think most surprising, um, one of the two would definitely be Wollongong Wolves. The second one, um, I'd have to give to Mount Druitown Rangers. Uh, To finish seventh and only miss out on the finals by two points plus a couple of goals, um, pretty like it's it's pretty good in your first uh in your first season up in NPL one. Uh we've seen many clubs come up and struggle and finish, you know, further down the bottom half of the table, but yeah, to just miss out, that's an outstanding achievement. Um most disappointing uh, I mean I'm I'm tossing it between Manly and Rockdale. You know, you've got two teams that are consistently in and around the finals. Um I mean you got Sydney Olympic as well. They just missed out last year's champions, but yeah, Manly or Rockdale Rockdale had that terrible patch at the start of the year, um, that poor run of form. I saw Paul Reid get sacked, found a bit of form, but then just lost it again. Manly as well, you know, we, we've seen them in the finals. Uh, we've seen them in the FFA Cup. Um, so yeah, I, I think those two would be my disappointments. For me, I'm going to have to say the most surprising team, I'm going to probably say for a different reason, is Sydney FC for not actually being relegated. They were my pick <laughs> to be relegated. So that's surprising in my own my own uh, ways. But on a more serious note, I think Sydney Olympic would have to be disappointing from Premiers last year to missing out in the finals. Yeah. You know, they they they, re- they retained the core of the majority of the core of their squad. I remember them re-signing majority of their players uh, not long after the grand final last year. Essentially the same squad. Alexis Sanchez, a fantastic player. You know, unfortunately. Um, you know, based on his exploits in the season, they literally just missed out on goal difference. So for me, that was quite disappointing for them. Uh, but the most like most positive town I'm going to agree with you is Mount Druid Town. Um, you know, coming from MPL two uh, after being there for a couple of seasons, you know, finishing just outside the final spot. Um, you know, good on them, and hopefully they you know keep fighting the good fight next season. Yeah, very solid effort to uh, to those boys. All right, awesome. So we'll move on to the NPL two. Um, so we have, um, let me just pull it up. We have in round twenty four of the NPL two, Bonnie White Eagles with a commanding five nil win over Macarthur Rams at Bonnie Rig Sports Club. Blacktown Spartans drawing one all with North Shore Mariners at the Blacktown Football Park. Central Coast Mariners with a two one away win at Christie Park against Spirit FC. Hills FC with a 5-0 drubbing of Canary Bankstown at Lily Home Stadium. Northern Tigers drawing 1-0 with Mounties uh, Wanderers at the North Tarmara Recreation Area. And Rotomy Lions also securing a 1-0 draw with St. George FC at Valentine Sports Park. And the final game of the round is yet to be played as of recording, and it's uh, West Sydney Wanderers against St. George City, which will be played on the Wednesday. Now, out of those um, results, I'm going to have to say Bonnery White Eagles. It's not surprising, but I think it's fantastic because 10 games undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 10 games. Last lost, uh, last lost game was to Blacktown Spartans uh, all the way back on the 1st of June in round 14. So um, very long streak and, you know, can they keep it up? They've got Canterbury Bankstown and St. George City in the next two You'd almost definitely think they're going to do it. Now, currently they're sitting third in the table um, on 45 points. And first place is only on 50 with uh, Hills United on 50 points. You know, two easy wins, possible six easy points. You know, are they a chance, you know, to taking out the the, the premiership? Uh, look, they are a chance. Um, Hills United, next week they've got St. George, um the North Shore Mariners have Rundlemere Alliance. So there you've got two teams both fighting for... Um, they're, they're both in a relegation battle, so very crucial games there. Uh, the week after, Hills has MacArthur Rams. Uh, they're already down, so they could be a danger team. They've got nothing to lose. 
and North Shore Mariners has Spirit, who's also going to be fighting for a finals position. So it's it's not out of the question, um, but I don't think it's likely. Look, it's in, look, it's a tough, tough call. It's a both team or all three teams rather have easy matches coming up, you know. But I still think that you know, despite of their um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, if I'm trying to find the word, their impositions that happened to them in the beginning of the season, you know, 30 points of the club championship deductions, you know, um, and they sacked their coach halfway in the season, you know, brought in Wayne O'Sullivan. No, he's actually done well for the club. Uh, Ten-game undefeated streak. I think that's the longest undefeated streak in, across New South Wales. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely the longest current, and I think you'd be right in the uh, the longest overall. In, especially in terms of win streaks. I mean, you've got undefeated streaks, which can go on for quite some time, but in terms of winning streaks, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of anyone else at the moment that, that has the beat there. Yeah. No, and no, I think that's actually really good on them. Now... Um, a point that we've raised um, before we actually posted it on our Facebook page, you know, West Sydney Wanderers, you know, um, you know, having their game postponed and, you know, we all this talk about having them having academy sides, whatnot. So we posted this before, might just touch on it a little bit. Should A-League sides have a SAP side, a SAP academy in their, you know, for, for this, for their team? Yeah, I think so. Um, A-League sides... Obviously, when they get into youth, they're able to poach the best SAP players because, look, who doesn't want to go play for an A-League academy? Obviously, they've got the most resources, they've got the most money, they get out the best coaches, they've got the best fields, especially in terms of Wanderers. Um, yeah, it's... So, I think all the other teams are a real disadvantage. So, these kids are then going into the uh, into the NPL youth system and then they're going to come out into the uh, the 18s and the 20s. And like, we can see Wanderers have absolutely run away with it, especially the 18s. They're on 60 points uh, in the 20s. They're tied with, surprise, surprise, Central Coast Mariners on 51. Um, you, you know, so it's de- definitely an advantage to these A-League academies. And, yeah, I, th- I think they should be trying to develop their own talent. Or, hell, at least if you're poaching them from an earlier age, then... I think there's going to be less complaints, and it's going to be harder to identify talent at that young age as well. Yeah. Uh, very good, very good points. Now, um, just before we move on to the table uh, standings, um, Rodney Lions and St George FC played at a one-all draw. Both are relegation fodder. You know, so you know they played an entertaining one-all draw. What do you think of that result? Uh, it's funny. We've been talking all week. You know, this is the most important game of the round. The winner's going to stay out. The loser's going down. Um, massive points on offer. So, so what happens? St. George goes and wins the 18s. Rodelme wins the 20s, and they bloody draw first grade. Like, come on. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't write a better script. No, like, there's still, you know, there's nine points in it with two rounds to go. This is going right down to the wire. Um, St. George City is now safe. Uh, they'll have a three-point buffer no matter what. But, um, yeah, you, you could not write this any better. I, all, all it needed was one winner, and we'd probably have a clear um, sort of insight as to who's going down. Look, especially if Rodelme got that winner, they'd have a, a fairly good lead there. But, um, you know, uh, what can you do? Another two weeks yeah, ago to find out who goes down. And that's the beauty of football, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So here's the... This is the table standings for the MPL2. We've got Hills United on first place with 50 points. Followed one point behind by the North Shore Mariners on 49. Bonnery White Eagles in third place on 45 points. Followed by a tie between Mounties Wanderers in fourth alongside Spirit FC, both on 40 points. Blacktown Spartans sit sixth with 38 points. Northern Tigers in seventh with 36. Central Coast Mariners eighth on 34th. Western Sydney Wanderers, the one-time table leaders, now (laughs) sitting ninth. On 33 points, St George City in 10th on 24, Rotomy Lions 11th 22, St George FC 21, um, 12th spot, 13th spot is Macarthur Rams on 19, and 14th spot the ever-present Canary Bankstown on 14 points. Yeah, and you know, let's let's quickly talk about the club championship because there's not a lot to go through, so we'll kind of bundle it all in together to make it easier for the listeners. Just go through league by league. Um, obviously, we've already touched on the relegation candidates. Um, 
for promotion now, you've got. I really think it is a battle between um, between the two clubs. So we've got five clubs that are competing for it now: uh, North Shore Mariners, Western Sydney Wanderers, Central Coast Mariners, Hills United, and Northern Tigers. Um, Mounties are now out of it; they're too far behind. Um, but Wanderers, it's really interesting. They're in ninth, and I mean, I guess look, if they win their game against um, St George, they'll jump up in eighth. Um, sorry, rather seventh um, on goal difference. But again, we could have a situation where a team misses the finals but gets promoted. Now, I think that's the the beauty of having the club championship scrapped, if that if we, if we can call it the beauty of it, um, because it actually relies on the first team in order to get promoted, as as opposed to relying on the youth of these or the 18s and 20s to push the side up. Now, that poses the question, you know, will A-League Academy side struggle now that they don't, uh, in 2020 and on, now that they don't have to rely on their youth in order to be promoted or in order to stay in uh, respective divisions? Uh, yeah, I think definitely. Because I don't think you're going to see Wanderers... Um, like, yeah, they're going to be able to still sign players. Um, but obviously... Their primary focus is on developing talent for their A-League side and getting people up through that or developing them and then potentially sending them off to um, some European club or South American club or what have you. But I, th- I think, yeah, if Wanderers miss out this year, it could be a very long time before they get up into the top flight in the MPL. Yeah, and on that note, Sydney FC were actually saved by their under-20s and their under-18s, so... With the club championship being scrapped, can we potentially see maybe in 2021, depending if Wanderers get promoted or not, all A-League Academy sides in the one league? Um, yeah, I definitely think we'll see that. Uh, Sydney FC, because we, we, we've talked about it before, that they have this... Um, oh, I'd say phenomenon, but I don't think it really is where OC players come off contract at the end of May because it lines up with the A-League season. Um they get let go, uh, they're signing new players, so it's a constant turnover within these academy sides. Um, players will get promoted, like uh, like Adam, up to the first team. So, yeah, I think next, uh, after next year, we could see all three back in NPL 2. Um, yeah, back where they started, and potentially, the depending on how Football New South Wales and the FFA and A-League do this, MacArthur FC having their whatever side that they decide to throw in and where they decide to throw it in. Okay, so we're going to have potentially all New South Wales, Sydney-based uh, A-League sides in the MPL too. Yeah, that's going to be a real mess. I mean, looking at the uh, the guidelines for entering into the MPL competition, obviously there are provisions there for new clubs to enter um, to make it more than just four tiers of 12 teams. Uh, still, ideally for me, it would be four tiers of 14 teams. I don't see why we can't have that. Um, oh, no, sorry, I, I do. It's the MPL 1 clubs winch that they don't want to pay their players extra and not see the returns in only having two more home games. Um, but that's a whole different podcast. Um, so, you know, I think there's been talks of they're going to take over MacArthur, they're going to take over the Raiders license, they're going to... Uh, yeah, spread, absorb absorb yeah. teams in the southern southwest Sydney district. Yeah, they're going to spread their players throughout like Sydney United and Marconi, and it's it's absolutely ludicrous. I think they've got to do what every other A League team has done and have their own NPL side. Ideally, would be to take over the Macarthur Rams license because it's Macarthur, but um, it's, it literally shares the name. Yeah, but I mean, but do but do we lose? such a historic club in, in an area for the way of an A-League team? Um, look, I, I don't see why you couldn't have some sort of um, MOU with MacArthur Rams, so they still play under the Rams, and then, I don't know, get promoted as such to being Bulls if they make the first grade side. I know it's two different animals and species and whatnot, but, uh, yeah. you know, is, is that a possibility? Who knows? Yeah, I think that's a discussion for maybe an off-season podcast yeah yeah definitely um 100 going back to club championship real quick if wanderers do win they'll be one point behind north shore mariners 
with two rounds left to play. We're saying that they had the destiny in their hands when they played against Bonnyrig. Obviously, they lost that game, so they're really keeping touch with North Shore. Mariners not too far behind. After this week, though, um, you know, if, if they don't win all their games, then... Because at the moment, they're only 20 points behind, so they're literally just in it. Um, but, yeah, if, if they win all their rounds and North Shore and Rivers drop points, then I think Central Coast... Hills and even Northern Tigers are still um, they're still in with a chance just and I mean just yeah just it's an interesting uh, battle in the MPL two for promotion and with that we'll move on to the MPL three uh, in round twenty three of the MPL three we have Dunbar Rovers with a two 0 loss at home to Bankstown United at the Hensley Athletic Field. Western New South Wales Mariners finally picking up a point at home to the Sydney University at Proctor Park with a one-all draw. Hawkesbury City and Gladesville Ride Magic also drawing one-all at David Burdenshaw Field. Dulwich Hill defeating Granville Rage 2-1 at Garside Park. Stanmore Hawks defeating SD Raiders 2-0 at Arlington Oval. Camden Tigers with a 4-2 home win over the Inter Lions at Ron Dyne Stadium. And the possibly game of the round in all these uh, leagues in New South Wales, Bankstown City with a 5-4 win over the now-relegated, triple-relegated Parramatta FC, uh, 5-4 at Jensen Park. Yeah, some uh, some interesting games there, definitely. Uh, the, the least of which being... Um, well, not the least of which being Bankstown Parramatta. Uh but in, in terms of the table, so, you know, Stanmore Hawks, they've continued their dominant run and beaten potential promoted side, uh, SD Raiders 2-0 at home. Um, you know, th- this, this Stanmore side, they're, they're, I think they're blowing everyone's expectations out of the water. They've, they have literally flown under the radar. Yeah, like, if you have asked me at the start of the season, and we did... I, I did not have Stanmore Hawks. I had them in the, uh, I had them down the bottom five. I said all the five teams with the thirty point deductions will get relegated. Stanmore have proved to be the exception to the rule. Yeah, uh, very much so. And even defeating, like you said, potential promotion candidates, uh, SD Raiders to at home sends a pretty big message to the league. Yeah, they're gonna be very hard to beat come finals, which um, they they've. They're definitely in with three rounds to go. The lowest they could drop would be uh, fourth. So, so regardless, they're in the finals. Just it's just up to them where they actually finish. Yeah, exactly. Like even if they win, you know, this week coming up, they're going to finish at least in the top two. So really well done to that Stanmore Hawks side. Well done, guys. Keep it up. Um, yeah, keep it up. Hope to see you um, uh, run through the finals. Excellent. So we'll just talk a little bit more about uh, Parramatta FC and Bankstown City. Um, 5-4 uh, loss away at Jensen Park for the Eagles. Um, you know, by all accounts, it wasn't really end-to-end game. You know, Parramatta did have a lot of chances to win uh, the game. And, you know, they actually needed the this win because, from my understanding, they won the under-18s and 20s. Uh, yeah, they did. So we were following along throughout the day, waiting to see you know, when and if we could post the news that everyone was waiting on. Um, but yeah, they won the 18s, they won the 20s, the 18s side doing actually really well, just as a, just as a side note, doing quite well, and the 20s not doing too badly either. But um, yeah, and I think, uh, well, it, it could have gone a few goals either side as well. I'm pretty sure Bankstown penal- uh, had a penalty that was saved by Parramatta. Parramatta had a few clear-cut chances that they missed. Um, so yeah, the scoreline could have been a lot higher and a lot different and a different story for the club as well. Yeah, they would be living to fly and fight another day, but unfortunately, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only club in Australian footballing history to suffer a triple relegation? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, as, as, as far as my research can find in Australia, they're the only club to do it. Yeah, and we did a bit of research. So in association football, uh, there's only been nine clubs face three or more consecutive relegations. Um, I think Bolton Wanderers were one of the recent ones. Yeah, Bolton, uh, Hull as well. Uh, Wolverhampton. I'm not mistaken. So Wolves, that's it, Wolves, not Hull. 
Um, and oh, I feel like there's one more. There's a few. There's a few other. There's a few other German clubs as well that that, that have done it, but. It seems like Parramatta has actually gone with some illustrious company, but maybe for the uh, wrong reasons. Yeah, definitely. So I think um, huge rebuilding um, time in this in the off season for Parramatta FC. I'm really going to sit back and think about the strategies moving forward. Um, and like you can't even chalk it down to the championship relegating them because the first grade side just has not been up to scratch. Like, well, if their first grade side have been doing a lot better and their 18s and 20s plus the point deduction is going to get them relegated. I can understand, but as it is, the the only thing that they could argue was if they didn't have the 30-point deduction, they would currently be safe, but that's going at a stretch. Yeah. Well, look, there are plenty of hypotheticals we can uh, place uh, alongside Parramatta uh, this season. 30-point deduction, yes, did it, did it hinder their progress? You know, it certainly did. 30 points, as you said, will make them safe, but... It all comes down, I think, just to the first team because, as you mentioned before, 18s have done quite well, 20s have done quite well. You know, when they sit down and they do a post-mortem on the 2019 season for Parramatta, what are some questions you think that they'll have to raise? I think you have to look at, um, you know, yeah, you had the coach come in late into the season or at least it was late into the, uh, into the pre-season. Um, and then obviously he's left to go. I think he took over the youth program or something like that. So Tony Bash has taken over the first grade. So there's been a lot of changes. They changed like half the team throughout the season. Um, yeah, they they were the busiest uh, mid-season club. Um, they were the busiest in the mid-season for the transfers. I think they recruited I think in excess of six, seven new players into their squad. Yeah, it was it was quite crazy. And I think the uh, the one positive that they could take out of the recruitment was uh, was Sheldon Tweedy who um, he, he scored again on the weekend if I'm not mistaken uh, and obviously been able to showcase his talents but like apart from that it's for, for, for once a proud club that when like to put it in perspective when we started they were playing NPL1 football when we started the clean sheet they were in NPL1 and we've watched them as we've gone on tumble down um, so it's it's crazy when you put it into into perspective yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, for as long as we've been around, you know, not, not just the podcast, but actual the page itself, Parramatta have been in the top flight. Then we see them go down to MPL two. We see them go play in the MPL three, and now they're going to be playing twenty twenty football in the doldrums of the MPL four. You know, but as you mentioned before, the only way they can go from this is up. There is no other way out of this. They might be fight, might be facing a tough battle um, once they get down into MPL four though, uh, and that's without even touching. You know, is Parramatta going to be one of the clubs that, you know, that they do get saved? I'd, I'd think yes, based on their history alone and the fact that they have played in the higher leagues. But um, like you, you've got some good clubs down there that have ambitions to go up high. Obviously, you know, Pians, the Hurstfields, if they stick around, um, South Coast Flames. Fraser Park. Park, man, it's yeah, it's gonna be a tough it's battle. It's gonna like we we we've been talking about MPL three being the interesting season in 2019. I think in 2020 we're gonna be harping on about MPL four. Yeah, exactly right. I, I don't see it any other way. Yeah. So on with that, we'll move on. We've into the table for the MPL three. We've got Stanmore Hawks currently in first on 53 points. Bankstown City, with their 5-4 win, promotes them to second on 51 points. Southern District Raiders, third with 48 points. Glazier Ride Magic, uh, 44 points, sitting on fourth. Bankstown United, uh, fifth place, 38 points. And the top six the is Inter Lions with 36 points. Dulwich Chill occupies seventh on 33 points, tied with the Camden Tigers on eighth. Dunbar Rovers seeing a slow decline into ninth place on 29 points. Hawkesbury City, uh, 28 points in 10th. Sydney University are uh, in 11th spot with 25 points. Parramatta FC uh, in 12th spot on 18 points. Granville Rage in 13th spot with 14 points. And Western New South Wales Mariners in last spot on 8 points. Yeah. So it makes for an interesting read. Yeah, it does. And we gave props before to um, 
to Mount Druitt for their season. Bankstown United, we've been saying all year long, doing really well, becoming fifth at the moment, looking really well placed for a final spot, obviously depending on the last couple of rounds, but looking really well positioned there. Um, and they're also in the top, uh, what, the top six in terms of club championship points too. Uh, looking at the club championship, uh, Raiders sitting out on top of 329 points. Following behind them is now Bankstown City, so they've retaken second spot. Still 39 points behind um, behind top, though. So, obviously, um, it's still up with three counts to go, but Raiders looking very well placed to be promoted. Glades Run Magic, who were at the top, they're back on 286. So, they're not out of it yet, but if Raiders do a full sweep this round, it will put them out and put it down to a two-horse race. Now, if Raiders have a full round this week and Bankstown City drop four points, then Raiders will be promoted. So, yeah, every other team's out of it, apart from that. Yeah, yeah so it's still very much up for grabs in the MPL3. Yeah, very much up for grabs. Um, I mean, we could have a promotion party this week, but it's just going to depend on results, obviously. Like, as, as if you couldn't say anything more uh, more obvious. Um, just having a quick look at who they play next week. Raiders play Sydney Uni and Bankstown City play Stanmore. God, give it to Raiders now. <laughs> just looking we at might as, We just might as well do it now. <laughs> We've been talking about how good Stanmore first grade side is. Like, I mean, they're going to take at least a point from Bankstown City. Uh, looking down the other end, um, Hawkesbury 189, Camden 196, uh, Dully on 227. So... Uh, Interestingly enough, every team from Dunbar up uh, are safe. Bankstown United has to get nine points to be uh, mathematically safe. But uh, Sydney Uni, Inter, Dully, Camden, Hawkesbury, all still in a battle. Um, Sydney Uni can be saved after this weekend as well, and possibly even Inter, just looking at the points. So really it's going to come down to Dulwich, Camden, and Hawkesbury. Uh after this week, we could be saying goodbye to Hawkesbury Hawks officially as well, and potentially Evan Camden, depending on how results go. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, animal-killing season if we go by monikers in the NPL3. We've got Tigers, we've got Hawks, we've got Eagles, you know, potentially going down. We've also got whatever the hell rages. Yeah, the whatever that weird logo is, you know, there they'll be going down. Now, it's interesting, before we move on to the State League, um, if Rage do uh, if Rage go, do go down, do you think they'll be saved by the criteria uh, for the MPL4? Because we know there is a bit of a stringent criteria that Football New South Wales are implementing. So do they meet the requirements? Look, it's... It's going to be really tough because they have consistently finished in the bottom half of the club championship standings uh, in NPL 3 year to year. Um, they do have teams around the area. Obviously, uh, Parramatta is, you know, it's run by the Granville Association. Um, you've got um, you know, Garzi. If they, for some miracle, keep Garzi and scrap Granville, um, Granville obviously run and youth and I believe maybe SAP so look, I, I think Greville's more likely to stay based on the other clubs around the area it just depends on how other teams go so if yeah. um, if there's it's almost like, like their destiny isn't in their hands almost yeah it, it depends on how many teams are worse than them and if Newcastle do join our competition which is still ludicrous but if that does happen and they put them into MPL 4, to be fair to all the other clubs, um, then that's... Because uh, like, I don't see them relegating, say, like a sixth club from MPL 3 or a fourth club from MPL 2 or denying promotion to uh, to one of the teams. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to put a lot of pressure. And if that does happen, that could be Granville Rage's fate. Yeah, fair enough. Well, as you just mentioned, it's absolutely ludicrous if Newcastle Jets, a team based in the Northern New South Wales Football Federation, decides to enter football in New South Wales. 
like uh, maybe the quality of the of their particular league isn't the greatest, but you know, is it fair to remove a team from football New South Wales in order to make way for, as we mentioned before, an A League team? But like, I mean, I, I can understand if they were killing their league week in week out and running the comp every year, but they're not. That the simple fact they're not even competitive in their own competition. Are they just looking at a way to come down here, get a few cheap promotions and a few cheap trophies? Like, I, I don't know what it is. Can't, can't even say trophies because none of the <laughs> A-League Academy sides have actually won anything. The only team that's actually won something was Sydney uh, Sydney FC, and that was uh, two years ago. And, and even since then, they're finding it hard in the NPL one. Yes. Like they've only been saved by the skin of their teeth in the NPL one. Like, I mean, look, if you're struggling in the Northern New South Wales comp, you're going to struggle here. Like, stay stay in your own competition if you're crying yeah, out. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, and with that... Let's move on. Yeah, and saying that, we'll move on to everyone's favourite league, the New South Wales State League. So, round 21 sees the Western Condors with a 2-1 win over newly crowned Premier Central Coast United at Plume Park. Hurstville FC falling 2-0 at home to Nepean FC. South Coast Flame with a 3-1 loss to Fraser Park at Ian McLean Park. Prospect United with a 3-1 home win over Hurstville City Minotaurs. And University of New South Wales with a 7-0 drubbing of FC Ghazi Auburn at the Eldon Sports Centre. And Balmain Tigers having the bye in this round. Now, I don't think there's too much to say about the State League. I think we've covered it all before. It's all wrapped up. It's all been done. You know, um, is it Will? Is there anything that you want to kind of state? Anything um, you want to put in? Look, Central Coast—they've won promotion um, for all intents and purposes. They've won the premiership as well. Fraser Park can equal them on forty-five points, but they would need to score um, sixteen, like sixteen unanswered. goals. Yeah, 16 unanswered, unanswered goals, <laughs> um, which is just—you know—it it would set a new record. Uh, I mean. And they're playing Western Condors, who are a decent side and are not going to let 16 go past them. Um, I mean, what else is there to say about the league? Everything is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. The top five still up for grabs. Um, South Coast Flame can sneak in um, instead of either Condors or Nepean. Um, for, I think Nepean's pretty much wrapped up um, their, um, their yeah. finals appearance as well. Yeah. Yep, and it's interesting that the league is starting to get a bit more balanced in terms of games being played. There was a crazy situation where teams had played two and three more games ahead of everyone else. You know, thank thank God that it's been slowly rectified. Yep. On that note, we've got Central Coast on first on 45 points, Fraser Park in second on 42. Then we have a massive drop with Hurstville FC third on 29 points. Then Nepean FC, Western Condors tied fourth and fifth, respectively, on 27 points. Uh, South Coast Flame occupying sixth in 26 points. Prospect United in seventh, 22, tied with Balmain Tigers also on 22. FC Ghazi Auburn, everyone's favourite team, uh, in ninth spot on 20 points. Then we have University on 10th spot with 18 points, and Hurstville City Minotaurs last with 17 points, occupying the 11th spot in the men's state league now all i'm going to say is as as much as we love the chaos of this league i'm very happy to see the back end of it come come 2020 and have a stable even numbered team uh, league with no buys oh man I, I cannot wait for that that's definitely the uh the positive like, unless some club decides to just pull out with like three weeks to go for some reason and that's when we can implement the fairfield bulls to come in Yes, definitely get, get care, behind them care. getting back in the state league uh, or the state league system rather because it won't be state league anymore finally. Um, yeah, finally, maybe we can see the return of the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, just, they, they've got to get the jump on MacArthur. I think, yeah, to, exactly. Um, to, to, to Remember, there's only, there's only been one, there's only one Bulls team that we follow. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. Just on the tail end, just now that you've mentioned Bulls again, um, Wanderers playing at Campbelltown Stadium. Um, I, th- I think it's important that we get in now and state, no matter what the attendance is, no matter what the atmosphere is like, uh, no matter what the result, none of that is indicative of potential support for MacArthur. Yeah, exactly. So just to 
be wary. We've got an A-League side versus an MPL one side, and the MPL one side didn't necessarily, or the fans of the MPL one side rather, don't actually want to play at the Campbelltown Stadium. Apparently, uh, Edenza Park is unfit for um, unfit for A-League sides to play, but is well enough for MPL sides to play. Yeah, I, I can kind of understand that. Like, A-League clubs are professionals, are professionally played players on, like, 60 to 100k plus contracts. Um, NPL sides are your sparkies, your tradies, or not, that are semi-professionals. Like, um, don't get me wrong, they're still getting paid pretty good money, but um, there, there is definitely a difference there between the two. But, um, you know, we, we just, we know that MacArthur FC, MacArthur Bulls, are going to come out just like Southern Expansion did when Sydney FC played games at Cogra and claim it as a win. That is false. Just yeah, up. it will be false. Straight up. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think, what was it, that um, that uh, Industry Superfund ad that says uh, past performance is not a indicator <laughs> of future performance? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I can't believe you just pulled that one out. Yeah, so... You know, Wanderers have had good crowds there. It doesn't mean MacArthur's going to have good crowds there. But, you know, j- 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 just wait for the post. We're, we're calling it now. We we called Parramatta going down. We're calling this. Um, they're going to come out and claim it as a win for the future club. Oh, there we go. So, and with that, uh, I think we're going to have to wrap it up here. Um, you know... Leagues are starting to uh, wrap up themselves. We've got finals to look forward to in the coming weeks. We've actually got uh, FFA Cup ties as well. So it's going to be pretty interesting, you know, next couple of weeks uh, in football in New South Wales. Yeah, it's going to be a busy few weeks for us. Um, a lot going on, obviously, as you just said. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned to the page. Check out our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Um, what else are we on? I think that's it now. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it now. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, guys, we want to thank you for your support uh, so far this season. Uh, we're doing, really enjoying doing the podcast. So if there's anything that you want us to uh, discuss, even post-season podcast episodes that you want us maybe to raise, you know, let us know. Hit us up uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. You know, we'll take your ideas on board. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll be back again next week and there's no more hitches in our plans. Yeah, no more hitches, no more hiccups. And with that, guys, we'll sign off. So thank you very much. Don't forget to tune in to us next week and like and subscribe to us on all our socials. Thank you, guys. Catch you next time. Bye.